Enterprise is a new podcast hosted by Gene Hopkins, Chief Marketing Officer at Lola.com. Gene has built and led marketing teams, authored top-selling marketing materials, and served on advisory boards all around Greater Boston. With Table Fries, Gene sets out to interview every woman working at Lola.com. Gene will talk about motivation, what makes a good day, and we'll connect the dots between guests in a special way. At Table Fries, there's always room to share. So grab small plates and don't forget the dipping sauce. To find all the new and previous episodes of Table Fries, check out your favorite podcast platforms or visit us at lola.com slash tablefries. And don't forget, Gene is building Boston's next great B2B marketing team at lola.com. So be sure to stay updated on new roles at the lola.com careers page. Table Fries, where sharing is caring. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Table Fries. Today, my guests are Zoe and Megan, two of our awesome interns at Lola.com, and they're joining us today to share because that's what we do on Table Fries. Welcome, Megan. Welcome, Zoe. Thank you. It's so great to have you. Wow, that was nice. You did that in stereo. That was pretty awesome. So we're going to talk a little bit. We've never had two guests at the same time on Table Fries, but you guys are going to be leaving soon and going back to school, so we wanted to make sure that we got you both on here. So, Zoe, why don't you tell me about how you became an intern this summer at Lola? Yeah, so I actually really lucked out. Whenever I talk to people about my experience here, I'm like, I got so lucky because one of my friends had recommended to me this random, seemingly random website that connects uh, university students with startups in Boston and New York. And so I was looking through some of the companies that they worked with and I saw Lola and I'm like, oh, like this looks cool. And so I sent in an application and a few months later I heard back and I was invited in for an interview. And as soon as I got here, I was like, oh, this is somewhere Uh, I would really want to be for the summer. And I was fortunate enough to be offered the internship and I've been having an amazing time. Oh, that's great. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that you've been doing while you've been doing your internship, because I've heard a lot of great things. But of course, Megan is on uh, the marketing team, and we're so excited. So how did you end up here? Um, Well, my dad worked with you. um, And so when I came home for Christmas break after my first year, he was very adamant that I do something with my summer. And so I reached out to you. After your first semester. After your first semester, yes. Uh, So I reached out to you just to see if there was an opportunity here and because I wanted business exposure and stuff like that and came in for an interview and everything's been great. The entire marketing team is amazing to work with and I'm so happy that I had this opportunity. We also had your sister as an intern as well. Uh, Yeah, we had your Sam, your sister, who's even more quiet than you. And yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) and uh, so she worked for me at Ipswich, my previous company prior to joining here. So I've worked with three members of your family and I've met your mom Mm -hmm. too. We have a younger sister too. Oh, okay. There you go. So your mom plays tennis. Tennis, right? Yeah. And uh, she's a, a championship tennis player, right? Yeah, yeah she, sure. she is. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Zoe, so what's the most amazing thing that you've worked on during your internship here without giving away state secrets? So <laughs> That's so hard. I was actually just thinking about that this really? morning because I was looking through at some of the projects that I've done so far, and all of them are so different, and all of them have been really rewarding. But I guess one, so there's... 
I have two answers to this okay. question. Okay, because there's one that was for me the most rewarding to code because I was learning so much and mm-hmm. I needed a lot of help with it, but everybody was super supportive and really helped me along in that process. And so I was implementing a feature for um, the wombats, our travel agents. Mm-hmm. To We've make had a lot of wombats <laughs> on the show, so yeah. <laughs> um, but I to help them search for travelers a little bit more easily. Mm-hmm. So that was really rewarding for me because I got to build this whole feature, not so much from scratch, but really from the ground up. And I got to touch a lot of different parts of the code for it. But maybe my most rewarding project was something that I just sent out this morning, which was a really quick bug fix to allow our wombats to upload car rentals from the past, which was a one line of code fix. And (laughs) that made so many people so happy. So that that was really rewarding for me to see how much of an impact even just a little bit of coding was making for the travel agents. So um, did they all stand up and applaud? <laughs> they must have. On Slack, they did. On Slack, lots and lots of hand hand raising, right? <laughs> lots of excitement. <laughs> so Megan, what's been the? You've done so many cool things for the marketing team too. I mean, you're quiet but deadly. You're, you're like always like doing all the. And you you ask a question, it's like you always have the answer for that. So. What's been the coolest thing? Um, So I'm definitely a numbers person. So a lot of the data projects I've worked on have been the most rewarding and interesting for me. So doing that closed loss analysis, I think it was like one of the first data analysis projects I did here, which was super interesting just to like see how much we actually utilize the data Mm -hmm. because it was all sitting there and it didn't take me like that long to like get stats from. And so it's nice to be able to like provide that for the team to use. Yeah. yeah. Close loss. Close one. Close one. Yeah. A lot of good info data right now, which I just figured out. I had to code for this review data, I would just like to say, and I don't know how to code, yeah. but it's Does working now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, That's great. That's very exciting. It's all good stuff to know how to be able to analyze. This is what happens in marketing a lot is that, that the information is there, but a lot of marketing people sometimes focus on colors or design, and in reality, it's the numbers, you know, being able to figure out what's working and what's not working on that. That's that's pretty cool. So let's talk about the last book that you read or are reading. And so Megan, what book are you reading right now? And um, do you like it? And would you I'm, recommend it? I'm currently reading Blank, which is by Molly <gasps> Gladwell. That's my favorite book. I'm almost done with it. <laughs> but it's basically about making gut decisions and like how the unconscious mind works and how like actually sometimes like your first instinct when looking at something, if it's something that you're experienced in, is more accurate than if you like went and looked at data, which is kind of different than what we just said. But like, (laughs) I do like to think a lot before I make decisions and like look at all the options. So it's like totally interesting to see how like, when you look at something and you have a gut feeling, like a lot of times that gut feeling is right. So. Yes, but based on experience. Based on experience. Right. Yeah. So one of the things that sometimes happens in marketing is that sometimes people make a decision based on their gut and it's more emotional yes. and it's not necessarily based on any kind of experience. So have you read any of other of Gladwell's books? I haven't, but my dad's read a lot of them. Yeah. You should read Outliers. Yeah. That's Outliers my, that's my int- personal favorite book of like all time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tipping Point is very interesting yeah. too. They're, they're all very interesting and he's 
written a number of uh, articles in the Harvard Business Review that you could probably get like a, a, a synopsis of some of those. Yeah, pretty interesting. Zoe, okay, what books are you reading? Uh, so I actually just finished this book last weekend. It's called Creativity Inc. And it's by Ed Catmull, who started Pixar. Mm-hmm. And it was actually recommended to me on my second day of work by Lisa, one of our wombats. And I mentioned I was interested in animation and she recommended it for me. But it's more of the business side of things of how we could increase innovation and creativity in the workforce and how do you like allow that to grow in a productive mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But there is also a lot of insight into Pixar and how it works and some some information about the various movies they put on. So I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, that's good. That sounds interesting. Great, great books. Um, so I have a question that I typically ask people that are much older than you guys. So um, I usually ask the question, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? But in your cases, you'd be able to tell yourself a year ago. So why don't we say, can you project like 20 years into the future? Can you think about where you would be 20 years from now? And and what? No, I know. Let's let's go for 10. Let's go for 10. 10 years from now, what do you think that you would want to tell yourself where you are right now? If And a lot of times what people have said is, and, and I know you guys have listened to Table Fries, and sometimes they tell their 18-year-old self to be more courageous, to go out and learn more and not be so definite in their approaches to things, to be open to more things. So 10 years from now, um, you know, you don't have to put on the strict jobs that are going to be available 10 years from now are probably not even thought about right now. So I don't want you to think about jobs. I just want to kind of think about here you are, two young women, and in 10 years from now, what would you like to be running? What would you like to be driving? Too hard? That's hard, (laughs) isn't it? That is hard. That is hard. Okay. That's all right. I have, I have two 21-year-old daughters that are absolutely freaked out about adulting. They're both going into their senior year of college, and they're very concerned about jobs and when are they going to take vacations and stuff. So my passport at the beginning of the summer and I said that I was going to have it for the next 10 years and I was like I'm going to be 30 and holding the same password and that was like a lot for that was too much that was yeah. too, too much. much okay all right so but. let's let's take that let's 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 go away with that one when you go home at the end of the day and you take the commuter rail to go home oh, right yeah. I know such you're, fun you're, yeah you're my nice. favorite part of the day yeah coming in and going home on the commuter oh. rail so how do you know when you've had a good day, Zoe? What does a good day look like to you? Yeah, I think my a good day for me comes from two places. One is the work I do, and the other, the people I interact with. As far as work, and I think that a lot of people would say something similar, I feel like I've had a really good and rewarding day when I solve a problem or something was really hard and I fixed it or I made somebody else happy with the work I was able to do, like being able to help out the wombats to make their job easier. That's really rewarding for me and makes me feel good on that train ride home. Yeah. <laughs> but I also find a lot of like joy in interacting with people in the office and just like co- having conversations in like as I'm walking to my desk or over lunch and I think that a good day for me where I feel like I've really felt accomplished in the workplace is when I've had a conversation with some of my coworkers or we've been like trading around jokes at the lunch table or something like that. That makes me really feel part of the company and that's what makes me feel like I had a good day. 
That's good. Okay, Megan, what does a good day look like to you? Um, a good day definitely comes from being pushed for me, uh, regardless <laughs> of whether I actually fix something or succeed in what I'm doing. A good day comes from being challenged for me. So even when I was working on the like coding, I like I've worked on it for three days now. Today's the first day that it actually worked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't consider those three days to be bad. Like I've yeah. worked on it and like made progress. So that's definitely what makes up a good day for me. And then also just like being able to unwind at the end of the day. Like if I feel like a good tired, I know that like I've accomplished something. Yeah, mm-hmm. mentally, yeah. mentally, because it's not like you're running around the office here, other yes, than going true. up and down the <laughs> stairs, right? Yeah. And and you do you do a great job of focus. I mean, I don't know about you, Zoe, but we've had to double up desks mm-hmm. in the marketing team. So you know, she shares a desk with Jack and mm-hmm. everybody. So you've been a good sport about being plopped in different places. <laughs> you you've sat in a lot of different places in this office. So a couple things. Why don't you talk about uh, Megan? Why don't you? What's your most interesting trip i know your family likes to travel a lot and what is the coolest thing or most interesting trip or experience that you've had my favorite and probably most interesting trip was probably last summer where we went to greece as a family which was just like i've been to a lot of cool places but it was probably like the most beautiful place that i've ever seen and like the people there were all really nice and like it was just like relaxing but also like we looked at like a lot of historic stuff which was super interesting to see because that history is like from so long ago and it's like thousands they would like show you things like oh like they built this like giant wall and you'd be like how like if we were going to build that now we would need like cranes and stuff like that so it was just really cool to see like the deep culture that was there but also like enjoy a family trip at the same time yeah and and your family's gone on a lot of vacations this summer while you've been a lonely only right yeah 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 it's fine my dad and my younger sister are leaving for iceland tomorrow (gasps) actually no kidding yep lucky dogs okay (laughs) uh so zoe your favorite experience or trip yeah i think that my favorite family trip we did was actually i think i was 10 or 11 at the time of the trip and it's still like all time really? favorite. <laughs> uh, we went on a biking trip in the countryside of Italy. Oh, fun. And it was. And you were that young and, and able was, to keep up? I, we, we went a little slow, <laughs> but it was, it was beautiful and we ate amazing food. My family is a big foodie family, so uh, we took cooking classes oh, and fun. got to eat a lot of really good stuff and meet a lot of the locals. Uh-huh. And it was just a really cool experience and it's really stuck with me for a while. That's good. That, that's awesome. Favorite Lola, Lola value? I mean, we've got Lola Pack, Wicked Loving, Customer Core, and Humble Learner. You've been to a few moshes where we've we've recognized high flyers and stuff. So what do you think, Zoe? What's your favorite value? That's so challenging. <laughs> they're, they're all really great. Um, I think that for me specifically this summer, Humble Learner has been really huge because this is my first internship in software and I've learned so much and I've had to become comfortable with asking a ton of questions and reaching out when I need it. And everybody, again, has been so supportive and so helpful and really just wants to make this a positive experience for me. And so humble learning has been really important to me this summer. I was actually going to say the same one. You stole mine. Um, But humble learner is definitely also mine. I think just like being really young, like we are humble, like humble learning is a very important value not just here but like taking it away back to school like 
in high school, your learning experience is very structured. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to for like, everybody. For it's everyone. the same. Yes. Yeah. It's the same exactly. whether, no matter where you are in, in, yeah. in the school, right? Um, so I think like at college and like in business experiences or like internships or clubs or anything that you're a part of, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. important to keep an open mind about learning about like everything, even if it like, is so unrelated to you think that you're going to do with your life path. Okay, we're almost at the end of our table fries session, so do you guys have any questions for me? Oh boy, I, the boy, they're both ready. They're ready. I, I knew this was coming, but I forgot that it was coming. Oh, no, like, I knew it was coming, and then I like, was like, oh, I should think of a question. Yeah, and then I forgot to think. That's okay. I guess, like, what is the most challenging thing for you about, like, managing other people in a company? Um, it's making sure for me it's making sure that the team feels empowered and able to make decisions on their own without feeling like they have to come to me for permission and feeling free to be able to make mistakes and know that you know they're not going to get you know stabbed in the back or run over by a bus or something that the confidence being able to have team and a lot of times when you have team members that have some experience they've been thrown under the bus or they've been stabbed in the back and they're a little twitchy. And so to be be able to build up their confidence again to know that, heck, we all make mistakes. I I make a mistake every, all the time, right? But nobody is gonna kill me for it. There's no blood involved. And the hardest thing I think is to build up their confidence to a point where they feel that they have the ability to move forward on their own independently. That is a challenge, I think, at times where I have to keep reminding people that it's okay, that it's okay, that it's okay. It's a good question. You got one, Zoe? I'm ready. Okay. Um, If you could trade places with somebody or try a different job in the company for one day, what would you do? I think Rachel does an amazing job with product, and I think that she's an eminently sensible human being, and I admire the way that she approaches uh, projects and timelines, and she's just a very organized human being, and I think I would like to be able to internalize some of those particular capabilities. I I'm, have so many lists. I'm a list person and like to cross things off just so I can remember things. She just approaches things and puts them in a construct that allows her to be successful. So I think I would like to switch places with Rachel, yeah, as a VP of products. So thank you so much, Megan and Zoe, thank for you being for the us. guests on Table Fries. And we look forward to seeing you again at Lola.com uh, soon. Um, I know you got more school going, but you guys are doing a great job and want to thank you so much. And thank Jay, who is uh, our another intern on the marketing team, who is producing this particular segment of Table Fries. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Table Fries with host Gene Hopkins from Lola.com on the Funnel Radio Network. Be sure to subscribe on TableFries.com. Table Fries is brought to you by Lola.com. Super simple corporate travel software from the travel innovators who brought you Kayak. Whether you want better visibility into travel spend, help managing your corporate travel program, or 24-7 human-powered support while you're on the road, Lola.com is the perfect solution. Lola.com, a better way to travel for business.